morning's reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, starting at verse 1. And it's on the Church Bible uh, 1065, if anybody wants to follow it. Jesus teaches Nicodemus. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you were doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declares, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old, Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? I tell you the truth. We speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. Through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Liz. Um, so uh, we've we've had a baptism, and uh, it's for me a baptism is one of the big celebrations of church life. Even better when we do adults, because we tend to get a big pool here and shove them completely under uh, which as Martin will testify is sometimes a bit of a challenge getting people back out of the water um, but so I just want to test it to, to unpack a little bit about what um, what's been going on and uh, the passage that Liz just read interesting is it's uh, it's the reading that was chosen by the Church of England probably about 20 years ago for today uh, but it's really relevant for today. So this uh, religious man comes to Jesus 
and he does it at night because he kind of doesn't want anybody to ask questions. Well, he comes to ask questions about God, but he does it at night because he doesn't really want to be, I don't know, I guess we'd say trolled uh, for being seen with the dodgy teacher uh, because not everybody thought Jesus was, was the right guy. Uh, so he came to Jesus. The, the man was called Nicodemus. And he starts this conversation with Jesus. And he says, I can see that you come from God. And before he's really actually got to any question, Jesus just goes along the lines of, well, you can't really tell I'm from God because in order to tell I'm from God, you need to be alive spiritually. So Jesus says, you can't see God unless you've been born again. You can't see God unless you've been born again. What on earth does that mean? That's exactly what Nicodemus basically says. What on earth does that mean? Don't be stupid. I can't climb back into my mother and be reborn. Uh, But Jesus said, no, we need to be born of the water and of the spirit. In other words, in order to talk to God, to have a relationship with God, we have to be born spiritually. So just... Um, if we're going to make sense of life so just like can we have my slide Kev thank you is it, is it, okay, go, on, go on all the way all the way, all the way last one boom okay um, <clears throat> which has now put me off what I was going to say but it, it's so there's, there's a process a bit like a baby being born uh, there's a process to us being born spiritually so Everybody know, know what that is? Yeah, all right. Posh person. Northern Lights. Um, anybody seen the Northern Lights? Yeah, Cyril has. <laughs> Apparently, you need to be quite lucky to see them. Did they look that good when you saw them? Yeah? All right, that's not helping, Cyril. Uh, <coughs> Apparently, they rarely look that good. But actually, if you see a bit of the Northern Lights and then you take a picture on your camera, you will then go, wow, they look really good. Uh, I was talking to somebody else. He, he showed me some pictures and I said, wow, that's amazing. And he said, didn't look like that in real life. But the camera uh, picked it up better. So it could have been, it could be that I was in the presence of the Northern Lights and I didn't even know it. But if I'd sort of taken a few random shots, I might have got good pictures that showed me that the northern lights were there which kind of makes me go well what if what if there's more to life than we can see and touch what if there is stuff going on that we can't actually see and we know there is because we know that we experience love can't see love can't really touch it but we know that love exists we know that the air exists uh, we know that the wind exists can't really see it we can see the effects of it but we can't uh, necessarily see it so Jesus says you can't really see spiritual stuff clearly until you've been born spiritually and how does that happen well like I said a spiritual birth I think it's probably quite upsetting for a child being born I don't know whether Abel turned up in a good mood uh, but actually we tend to try and make them cry when they've arrived as well 
but it's, a, it's a not a very nice process for a child, I think. Just sits from a nice, lovely, warm place, uh, nice and secure, suddenly through some uh, rather tight squeeze and turns up in a less friendly place, probably if you're in hospital, in bright lights and people trying to make you scream. So there is a... And, and, and the child doesn't have a lot of choice, really. But spiritual birth is slightly different because we do have a choice. And the Bible says that we need to receive Jesus if we're going to be born again. So we need to check out who Jesus is and then respond to him. I, I'm constantly amazed how many people tell me <coughs> when I have that conversation, who do, you, who, who, is, who do you think Jesus is or was? And, and the number of people will say, Jesus is the Son of God. And then I go, and what are you doing about it? Uh, and they go, well, nothing. And I go, but if Jesus is the Son of God, and he's told us a whole load of stuff, then shouldn't we be listening to it? it, it surely it's madness to go, I've found God, and I'm not going to listen to him anymore. Uh, and I think that's what a lot of us end up doing. But also, it's amazing how many people uh, misunderstand Jesus. I, several people have said to me in the last six months, sorry, i just take my glasses off so I can see what I'm doing, um, have said, oh, do you know, some, something along the lines of, if I came to church, I'd probably get struck down by a thunderbolt. Um, jokingly. I hope jokingly. Uh, but various people just say, well, I'm, I'm too bad for God. I do too many things that God wouldn't like. And Jesus' message on that, that last verse uh, that we read, it said, uh, God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So <clears throat> Jesus is not there to knock us down with a thunderbolt. He's there to show us the way to God and to show us uh, forgiveness and his love. Uh, so people go so if, you, if you're thinking I can't come to church because I'm not good enough um, first of all let me tell you if you don't normally come to church I know these people in the church that's not a problem uh, but, but I'm not good enough the, the idea of the gospel of Christ is not I have to be good enough to, come to, to, to become alive spiritually I don't, I don't have to be good enough to come to church the, the idea is that, you, that we, we join the family of God and then slowly God will teach us to be more like he wants us to be. So we don't have to pass, pass that mark in order to get into the family of God. What we have to do is to receive Christ, which means that we, we accept who he is and then we try to listen to him and try uh, to follow him. He did, he, when he saw people uh, and asked them to come and, and be his disciples, he didn't say... Uh, you, sort your life out, and then when you've got it all together, you can come and follow me. He basically just said, come and follow me. He then would have told them that there are things that they need to change, but the first was, come uh, and follow me. Sorry, lost my place. Uh, Before we finish the the service today, we're going to sing two songs, both of which have the word grace in. Um, 
And basically, grace means that God doesn't treat us the way we deserve. So, thunderbolts? No thunderbolts. God doesn't treat us the way we deserve. It means that he loves us. No matter how we behave, he still loves us. No matter how much we turn our back on him, he still loves us. And he's still inviting us to come to him. So every single one of us has done stuff that is not what God wants us to do. Every single one of us. And yet God's desire, if we went back to the passage, is to forgive us. And we don't deserve it. And uh, that's what grace is. So it means we can come close to Jesus, even though we're not very nice and not very clean. So the final hymn that we'll sing is Amazing Grace. We will slightly mess with the tune. Uh, But it was written by Newton, who was a slave trader. Uh, A slave trader who became a Christian. So his trade, his business, would have I imagine would have resulted in the death of thousands of African slaves who he would have captured uh, and put on boats. Many would have died on the way uh, across the Atlantic and then the rest would have been slaves uh, for the rest of their lives. And he became a follower of Jesus and he went, well, how can God ever forgive me for what I've been doing? Uh, And then he realised that God is a God of love so he would forgive him no matter how bad the things he'd done God would forgive him and so he wrote this hymn called Amazing Grace because he he wanted to celebrate that God was all about undeserved love so going all the way back Jesus said to Nicodemus "You you can't understand spiritual stuff unless you've been born again so you have to be born spiritually which means finding out who Jesus is and then saying, do you know what, I want, to, I want to live my life differently. So part of the whole symbolism of baptism, seen better in the big pool, but it's the idea that actually we go, if I, if I was being baptised as an adult, we'd go, as I go down into the water, it's this sort of idea that I'm dying to the way I used to live. I'm dying to... to to living without God or, or not putting God in his right place I am just and, and the word baptise is like the same word for if a boat sinks and goes to the bottom and all the air bubbles are gone so it's completely I'm just getting rid of all that stuff and then I'm coming up out of the water to a new life so like that birth physical birth it's a spiritual birth we come up and we start living again so um, that, that's kind of what baptism is all about so, so I just like, lay that invitation out to all of us I don't know where I am in my notes um, just Jesus is, is calling each and every person in the world in this building in this village in everywhere just saying come and follow me and I will show you the way to real life abundant life I'll show you what life is all about but we have to be born again we can't just say do you know what I think he's the son of God we have to actually put that into practice in our lives. So let's, uh, let's just pray, and then we're going to sing uh, the first of the songs about grace, which I think we'll just stay seated for that song. So let's pray. So Father, thank you so much for what Jesus said to Nicodemus about being born again. Thank you that you make that possible. Thank you that you show us what life is all about when we get you 
in the right place in our lives. So I pray that you would continue to show each and every one of us what it means to follow you. Thank you for grace. In Jesus' name, amen.